Ready? Uh, I'm ready to talk about how fucking dumb I think Team Trick is. everybody and welcome back to another episode of now listen to this an album review and ranking podcast where three quirky rocker boys deep dive into a different album each episode at the end we'll give the album a score from 1 to 100 and put it in our master ranking list to see how it stands up my name is brett with me as always is nick hey and max hello what's up gang not much man not much we're back we're back in a big way the we're back from doing uh, yellow river boys yeah that was a fun episode yeah we're doing a classic uh Took a long time to do this one. In yeah, yeah, type of deal. We're grown ups with grown up jobs. It makes it hard to uh, get together. But we've all we had. Can't do these little boy games like podcasts every day. We've all had a busy past month and a half, two months though. That is true. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of a lot of shows happening. Max, you've been to a few. You know, do more than us. You know, it's whack. There's there's like one show at the end of of this month, July. Mm-hmm. And then there's like nothing until September. Yeah, I don't really have anything that I'm going to until October. Melvins, right? Actually, me and Brett are going to go see Melvins and Boris. Um, I'm going to go see a band called Chat Pile in September. I'm not uh, really seeing anything until October when Mars Volta comes. Where are they playing at again? Uptown? The Uptown, yeah. Tickets aren't too expensive. I'll go to that. I'm excited to see that. And then possibly the week after, me and you might be going to uh, Bell Witch. Mm hmm be cool yeah that one will just depend on what what works looking like at that moment i still don't know if i can afford a ticket for like 12 bucks 14 bucks oh <laughs> 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 no, but yeah no but yeah um yeah i've been going to a lot of shows we all went and saw cynic and atheist mm-hmm. that was great we should have taken a picture of that and posted it on our social media but whatever i well, why I, don't we do that i did <laughs> what are we trying you did yeah i posted a picture in the uh the for little, cynic and atheist? the little page i made little post i made for the, show, oh. the episode oh nice yeah that's cool and then i He's saw been keeping up good yeah and i saw god flesh we yeah. should be paying him that more was tight yeah you could have at least bought my chicken fingies tonight <laughs> that would be fair but brett did recently shower me with gifts which was very nice i realize you don't wear black t-shirts though i do you do yes okay i figured you could wear it to sleep or something i haven't worn it yet but i've washed it which means i intend I to present watch, you wash a gift it. some sleep shirts <laughs> I mean, I got them at the thrift store <laughs> where I'm at, you know, age now. You don't shower. If someone got me like nice socks, I'd be like, thank you. That's what I want. I want some wool socks. That's what I asked for last year. I got new socks recently and I was like, damn, you throw those old ones away. <laughs> Dude, my work socks. I think Katie throws mine away without telling me. Elena is like, Nick, you can't wear the same socks for 10 years. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, a pack for 10 years. Yeah, like that's how it works. My underwear from when I was a teenager that I still have. Oh my God, dude. I have those. I have like two pairs of those that are like my backup ones, just in case. <laughs> I have my Grinch boxers. <laughs> <laughs> but I have my work socks that I've worn every day for the last six years. I just replaced them because I was like, $12 for six pairs. I bought some new socks and I, I spent a little bit more money on them and, uh, and they're good. I like dude, them a lot. The difference the next day at work, I was like, oh, socks aren't supposed to be, like, scratchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're supposed to be, like, soft and nice. Yeah. Ugh. But, yeah. Well, shit. Well, what are we here to talk about today? Cheap Trick, baby. Cheap Trick. Is the Brett, original. Brett's I would pick. rather talk about Heaven Tonight. Do you want to? Than Cheap Trick. That's a very good album, too. 
No shit, um, we I want to, to but to I haven't listened to it in a few years. Shit, Do you we- like that album though? Do you remember liking it? I liked it a lot. Their first like four albums are all very very good. This was to skip right ahead to our history, and then we'll go roaring back. <laughs> a few years ago, uh, in in seeking to to get to know you better, maybe try to become friends for the first time. I feel like this was a few months ago. This was a few years ago. Was it? Yeah. Because it was recently you started, you were talking about Cheap Trick. So what was the Cheap Trick album that you recommended to me a long time ago? I think that was on the car ride back from uh, Denver. No, it was before that. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but go on. Yeah, I listened I listened to Heaven Tonight because um, my wife kept playing, you know, on like her Spotify playlist, she kept saying, playing Surrender. And I was like, oh yeah, that's Cheap Trick and Brett loves Cheap Trick. I'm going to listen to that album. And yeah, I liked it. It's a good one. Nice. <laughs> I've never really liked Cheap Trick. <laughs> What's your history with Cheap Trick? You. You've seen them, right? No, I never saw them. Didn't we see them with like Poison and Def Leppard like you, 10 times? That's like the one time you saw Poison without me. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't at that show. Um, or Def Leppard, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I've seen Cheap Trick three or four times. I've never seen... They just se- pop up places. I've never seen Cheap Trick. Uh, I only really know them through you. I've never been a big fan of what i've heard i mean like i i think that they're like good songwriters like i mean like you know everybody likes surrender that's a good song i don't think anybody could argue that that's a bad song or anything that's like a that's yeah. like a top 50 pop song yeah it's a, it's a good song and like but everything else i heard just was like wildly uneven <laughs> and none of it really reminded me ever of like surrender they, they did a lot of different <laughs> stuff yeah yeah, which I, which I can respect, but it was never like a, a band that I was like, oh, I I don't like Cheap Trick. I hate them. I don't want to really, listen to it. The it's stuff like, like Surrender was an out, outlier. Like yeah. that's them trying to get on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And like, I just, I, I think honestly, until we really listen to this, because um, I never like deep dove a whole Cheap Trick album. I never really like got what they were going for. You liked In Color a little bit. You liked a I, couple songs on that, right? I like Big Eyes, yeah. But they've got a lot of songs like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just something that never really grabbed me that much. And uh really don't like the guitar player wearing big hats and throwing pigs. <laughs> That's great. People. I hate that. That's funny. I hate that humor. Like, the, and, it, and it permeates the music for me. <laughs> He's like a Three Stooges I fucking goofball. Hate, I fucking hate that. Like, I, like about Rick it, Nielsen? Yeah, it really bothers me. And like, <laughs> it's one of those, it's actually like legitimately a hurdle that I have to get over. Like when I understand that. It doesn't, like, It it is anachronistic with the music and like what they're supposed to be yeah it's it's grown men like openly choosing to only have schoolyard humor <laughs> like that's what i feel like it is but it's funny he because he like that's funny faces and like what you don't get guitars. i don't want to see fucking funny faces like just play the fucking guitar like cheap like, trick is kind of dark though nick uh-huh. that's what you don't get yeah i'm sure it's it's actually sarcastic he's doing it in a very sarcastic way wow Wow. What do you think about Bunny Carlos? You really got me. What? The Bunny Carlos, the drummer. Love him. On this one? On all of them. He's the drummer for Cheap Trick. Oh, I thought that they I thought the drummer was the only one that they had changed over the years. Now they have. Oh, okay. They they replaced him recently, but <gasps> Nick, you don't think that's a funny picture? I don't like Look, it. He's being funny, man. Yeah, I don't Let like it. Look at that. Hilarious. <laughs> Stop trying to be funny. Rick he's Nielsen. being funny. That guitar is so silly. Yeah, stupid fucking guitars too. I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> they're like shaped like ducks, or they're like it's like a fucking balloon or something. Or like, one with like ten necks. Yeah. Does he act? Does he play like every part of it? Uh, of the ten neck guitar. 
Yeah, I'm looking at one right now. It's five. I don't know. He, he probably does a little bit of, of each, yeah. Oh, I, it's a joke. The bottom one doesn't even have frets. <laughs> funny stuff. Funny I mean, it might just be a fretless. Might be a fretless. So tell us about your history with Cheap Trick. I've just always liked Cheap Trick. I don't know. They're like, you can't escape them. They're on the radio all the time. You hear one or two songs ago, either I like that or I hate that. And yeah. I like it. You know, I like reading the name, but saying the name Cheap Trick, it sounds like I'm making like a chip chip i'm a little birdie chip trick it rolls i don't think it does i think it's kind of a weird name to I say i think it rolls but i don't think it's good <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a fine name um i had in color on cassette and i think i had live a budokan on, on cassette as well I remember you always talking about live a budokan dude that's a fucking classic it's a good album it's weird how it there is, is it like, is strange they are one of those bands that broke through with a live release them and yeah. rush it's yeah. like should i so okay they formed in 1973, Rockford, Illinois. They're, they had origins with a band called Fuse, which was like late 60s, which was, had Rick Nielsen, the guitar player, Tom Peterson, the bass player, and Bunny Carlos, the drummer. Bunny Carlos is the guy, he looks like an accountant. He wears like a button-up shirt and a tie. Okay, I know that guy on the album cover yeah. that you're talking about. <laughs> Very funny. But uh, the name Cheap Trick, they were inspired. They went to see a Slade concert. And they said they pulled out every cheap trick in the book. And then the singer turned and said, say that again. Yeah. And then the music swells in the movie. You said what, mate? <laughs> I'll I say think, every cheap trick. Did they do like, so So you, they came from this band Fuse in the late 60s. That makes sense timeline wise because I know Rick Nielsen was born in like the 40s. And like, but Cheap Trick didn't even release a record till, because this one's 77, right? Uh-huh. 48 he was he was only 29 i mean still it's like one of those things where it's just it feels like it's weird that they didn't have their first record until they were in their 30s unless it was like another project like after but i mean was fuse going up to that point or was i don't know yeah i didn't really look into that um maybe they're just late bloomers yeah i mean fair enough um so robin zander's the singer he joined soon after they toured around the midwest to middling success first album not really a hit that's what we're talking about today. After this, their second album, In Color, was big in Japan. They're like the original famous in Japan only band. Like yeah. that joke. We're big <laughs> in Japan. So that's why they did Live at Budokan, which was actually like their breakthrough success. Um, that was similar to, what was the other band that we talked about? I think it was in Musical Squares, our previous podcast, but was it the Allman Brothers that broke through with a live album? There was another group we talked about that uh, broke through with a live album. Maybe, Live at Fillmore. Something like that, yeah. I want to just mention Rush. All the world's a stage was what was like kind of their breakout too. Is that true? I don't know. That was that was one of the first ones I ever had, but I don't know if that was really a successful. I think it was because everything I've heard was twenty one twelve was their breakout. All the world's a stage. um, It was recorded during the twenty one twelve tour, so that could be. It was Rush's first U.S. top forty charting album and went gold. There you go. So So maybe in a way it was. Live at Budokan had, so like on In Color, their second album, they did I Want You to Want Me, but it was kind of like. I forgot about fucking I Want You to Want Me. That's how can a you good forget song, that one? <laughs> but the, the album version is kind of like weak, you know? The one that you hear is from Live at Budokan. Yeah. Um, I think they did Surrender on there as well. I'm not sure. Surrender on Live at Budokan or In Color? <laughs> Live at Budokan, because it was, it was like during the, the Heaven Tonight era. Mm hmm. But anyways, the hit from Budokan was I Want You to Want Me. Um, so anyways, Cheap Trick went on to become Cheap Trick. 
you know, they released hit after hit after hit, kind of dipped in the 80s, but then they got on Top Gun and had a bunch more hits in the late 80s. So And they never really stopped. Yeah, they never, ever yeah. stopped. What they, were they on in Top Gun? Song- Did they have like a single in Top Gun? Mighty Wings. I think it's the end credits. I want to ride on a silver dove. Take me on your mighty wings across the sky. Cool. Yeah, it's a really good song. No danger zone. It's, um, do you know Guile's theme from Street Fighter? Yeah. It's a rip off of that. Yes. Okay. It's no danger zone. Uh, it's it's equivalent. So, have you listened to like a lot of their albums? No, first bunch, and then like a few in the eighties. The one um, Lap of Luxury, I think, is kind of their comeback. They had The Flame was like a big hit. That's a really good album. I'm sure I would recognize a lot of their hits, but I couldn't tell you a single Cheap Trick song that came out after Surrender that I know what it sounds like. I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, oh, uh, Dream Police. Oh, yeah. Dream Police is huge. I bet I would recognize it. Yeah, I don't like that one. Dream Police is great. Mm. We've established before, too, that like Nick and I don't really listen to the radio. And you do. So a lot of these songs have like faded from my memory. Yes, I listen to the radio more, but this is also like walking to Walmart and it plays. You know, like Yeah, it's true. It's like I know Taylor Swift songs that I, I never intentionally listened to. Did you guys go to the show last weekend? No, I couldn't get tickets. Man. I heard from some secondhand sources that tickets were like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. That's I think they started scalpers. at like six hundred. That's insane. And it was an arrowhead. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why you'd want to go to that. We have a bunch of little girls too. Yeah, which is fine if you have little girls or are a little girl. Why? Yeah. Why would you want to see a concert at Arrowhead too? You'd be like four hundred feet away. Yeah, he's stupid. Yeah, it's kind of a class. It's like the original arena in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where, like, I don't know. My mom saw Aerosmith. Beatles would play. Did the Beatles play there? I feel like they did. Probably. I think the true place though is is Sandstone because that's where Rockfest was. Which R I P. I don't think Rockfest is there. Rockfest is Rockfest gone. wasn't there. Rock what that's the place outside Bonner Springs where Yeah, but Rockfest wasn't there. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. I've got a Google machine now. Watch out, y'all. Rockfest is at like the speedway. Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, that's I to my knowledge. Or the fucking uh uh park downtown. Oh that's it was at the it was at the um memorial, the Liberty or the Liberty Memorial. Yeah. yeah. Just so stupid. We're gonna celebrate World War One by playing Five Finger Death Punch. My favorite no. is the fucking. They're not. My favorite. Is it's the unrelated. It's just I the know. venue. My favorite is the commercial. <laughs> my my boss will always quote this too. But uh, one year for Rockfest, they have the little sizzle reel thing when they're promoting it, like between every song, and it's like, it's just like the biggest party of the year and then fucking it'll be like a clip of somebody at like a previous rock fest and the best one was the guy who goes i quit my job to be here today <laughs> dude try to fucking work on the day of rock fest people are like what are you doing here brother every time dude like, it's like if you have long hair they're just like they're just like i'm surprised you're here like even my coworkers, i'm like what the fuck dude the best the best thing you can say about like i'm gonna go see fucking shine down truthfully though I went the year that uh, Tom Kiefer and, uh, from Cinderella and yeah, Sammy kept, Hagar headlined. You kept sending me fucking updates, and I was mad all day. And, <laughs> like, and uh, Zach Wilde did a Black Sabbath cover set. Zach Sabbath, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was pretty good. <laughs> the best. It was pretty good. Like, if you don't know what Rockfest is, too, like, the best way to describe it is that it stopped happening because the city was like, it's destroying. <laughs> 
Is that did that really happen? It, they stopped doing it because it was so damaging to like the to the like to the land. The city really? was basically like, guys, we've let biggest two day open air two day music festival in the states. It was said. yeah, it was so damaging to like the lawn and it's a like one day. the That's environment it. or uh, uh, where it was taking place that they're like you can't do it anymore interesting they were like the city put their foot down and they were like we've let you let seether come here way too many times <laughs> <laughs> no more seether no more candle box <laughs> candle box is like oh quit, quit getting buck cherry to reunite <laughs> they break up every year and then get back together for rock fest <laughs> pretty much dude i found my dad gave me like a box of old cds that i purposefully left when i moved out and one of them was a Seether album, and I was like, <laughs> Is that the one that, are they from here? Or is that Puddle of Mud? That Puddle of Mud, yeah. Isn't that, what's that, Saliva? Isn't Saliva from? <laughs> now they're all mixed up in my head. I forgot about that one. God, they're, all, that? they're all from here. What was that Saliva <laughs> song? Uh, boom. Click, click, boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going down with the new now. <laughs> See, that sounds like, that this sounds like P.O.D. or something. This is what it's Brett similar. wants to come back. Rap rock, yeah, bring back rap rock. Pod, uh, pod. What a fucking! I saw Pod once. They played uh, Ozfest 2002. I don't. I'm not really familiar with Pod. I know that one song. They did. Uh, we're from school. They school had of hard knocks. We are. Ready we, to are rock. we are. You the nation. nation. We yeah, are. We are. Stands for payable on death. Oh, they're Christian. Yeah, I'm gonna they have to look Christian. them up actually. All right, let's. Uh, All right, first impressions with Cheap Trick. What do you guys think? What do you guys think this album would be? Um, I was expecting um, because I could not remember which Cheap Trick album I heard, and I didn't want to look up to. Uh, I didn't want to look it up yet. I was expecting stuff like Surrender and I Want You to Want Me. Oh, baby, were you wrong? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I was. I was just very wrong. knowing knowing the stuff that I knew from Cheap Trick. I wasn't expecting it to sound like that. I kind of knew what it would sound like, you know. Like just knowing, uh, you know, remembering big eyes and shit like that. But like, uh, so you thought it would be a little more, a little heavier than their normal pop stuff? Maybe, um, or just like you know, kind of a bit more unconventional, like pop rock type stuff. Uh-huh. Um, which it kind of is. I mean, like you know, it's. Uh, I actually have kind of a, a question in my overalls about. Um, kind of being like, is this what they're going for? Like, you know, like, like, cause I think I kind of got it after listening to this a few times, like what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. But like, it was different than my pretty much any expectation I had. I mean, like, I was like, it didn't like shock me, but it it was also like a little different than I thought it would be. Sure. Can I can I throw some crazy out there as yeah. like, cause like I like to make comparisons as a way for my brain to categorize things. Uh-huh. Can I say that like this is almost kind of like. ACDC meets The Clash meets like British like pop rock from the 60s. That's that's perfect. Yeah, like it's, it's my my yeah. theory that I kind of came to was like I was like okay, so are they trying to do like the Brit pop type stuff but with like the ACDC style power chordy like rock, like rock oriented stuff. Yeah. Like I was like okay. And then there's that, a lot of there's a lot of like uh early British punk uh, energy. There's, there's one well very clear punk energy song on this album, but yeah, I was like, I was honestly uh, it started and you know he's like hello kiddies, and I was like I thought Cheap Trick was American. No, they're just silly. This is such a <laughs> this album sounds extremely British. 
for sure on that. Yeah. You're mistaking British for silly. <laughs> yeah. American um, silly is standard British. I've watched Monty Python. They're doing all the offensive shit. They have like fake buck teeth and stuff like that. <laughs> and they're just like, I'm the minister of silly walks. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, dude. Brett, you just fucking wiggled your, your headphone cable and it looked like, like a mouse went by in the shadow and, <laughs> and I was imagine, like <gasps> imagine they have like a, a video intro where it's like they're all dressed in like stereotypical British garb and they go in and they're like we have your guitar sir and he fucking opens it up and it's like in the shape of a muffin or some stupid shit I don't know <laughs> and he's and like <laughs> perfect governor she is yeah they gallop out without horses like Monty Python dude Monty Python's good oh they, they gallop out on motorcycles because that's funny. still rockers that's funny they cut the audio from the motorcycles to insert galloping noises. <laughs> Coconuts. Yeah. Fuck. You guys want a uh, uh, album cover? Yeah. What do you guys think of the album cover? It's fine. It's you know, it's like a, <laughs> I mean, it's just a picture of them. Yeah. I just did a hand motion. I think for it's the a, listeners. It's a good picture of them, and they look like sleazy. I don't, I don't know if any picture is good with Rick Nielsen in it. But I don't, I don't, like, I, <laughs> what's he holding? He's like holding a record or something. He doesn't have a stupid fucking propeller on the top of his hat or some shit. Like it's like I I found out through listening to this that I I have a real problem with Rick Nielsen. So on on most of their album covers, it'll be the two sexy guys on the front. Yeah. And then the back cover will be the two silly guys. Which it is funny, like the Which bassist is too, and the too many are silly, like beautiful. Yeah. Which is too too many silly guys. Like, <laughs> in a band. like would one silly guy be fine? Like Angus Young. That's pushing. He's it. a silly guy. Angus Young is not very silly. He is. He does little duck walks and he he dresses up like a schoolboy, like Rick Nielsen. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he's not stupid. A schoolboy with a little it. devil horn. He's not stupid <laughs> when he does it, dude. On the highway over I'm here, I'm like defending Angus Young. I don't even really care that much about ACDC. <laughs> I'm not like an ACDC guy, but I I respect Angus Young way more than I respect Rick Nielsen. I don't know. He took it too far. When uh when I was on the highway over here, there was two guys on motorcycles. And one of them had a green helmet with green horns. And the other one had a red helmet with red horns. And, like, I made such a disgusted face, like, when I saw that. Why? Because I was like, oh, well, I don't like That's that. That's fun. They're part of the Colored Devil game. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, don't say that. <laughs> colored, colored Devil game. Rainbow Devil game. Tell you them colored That's devils better. are out riding again. I'm the blue devil. I'm the blue. I'm the pink. I'm the yellow. Like Power I would, Rangers. I would be the purple devil. And I'll and my my thing would be purple nipples like that. Anyways, I like this album cover. I think it's a good picture of them. They look unusual. It's interesting, and I like the black and white, and I like the logo. I like the stamped logo. Yeah, it's black it's and very white. classic. The black and white makes it look like early, and and with the way the logo looks, it makes it look like early punk. Yeah, like style sure. type thing. It looks also, like kind of grimy. My favorite is Bunny Carlos because he looks like tired and like I don't know. It's He's just got a weird fucking energy for this band. I'd be sick of everything too if I was in this band. I'd be like, but he seems like he's sick of like his wife and he's about to kill her or something. You yeah, know? Or, or he like, or Rick Nielsen. He's or been Rick a, Nielsen. You know, like so his he's boss throwing too many just, picks and wearing too many. He seems big a good eyes. ten years older than the rest of them. Yeah, his boss is like just breathing down his neck at work and he's like, I'm about to snap. <laughs> but then he picks up the drumsticks, you know, and he's like, he's in the zone. It's what keeps him going. Yeah, he met the neighbor kids and he's like, I can play a little. Yeah. And the rest is history. Do you have history for us about Cheap Trick? I already did that. We already did that. Yeah, we did that. So we can go uh, track by track. That's right. Yeah, because they were were flow, fuse? Fuse. Fuse. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, we're going to go track by track. 
give our individual thoughts, comments, and critiques. Put whatever we want in our Hall of Favies, Hall of Bangers, uh, Pit of Stinkers, so on and so forth. Yeah. I've changed Hall of Hall of Stinkers. I've changed it to World of Shit. Oh, I like that. It's a morbid angel song. Oh, fuck. That would be a morbid angel song. (laughs) It is. It's on Coven. It's World of Shit, and then in parentheses, The Promised Land. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one that goes... They're all there. Morbid Angel. Morbid Angel's the exact opposite of Rick Nielsen, and I hate that too. (laughs) (laughs) They're too serious. Yeah. Fuck. All right. All right. Hello, kitties. So we talked about this off air, but for the listeners, if you don't know, ELO kitties, it means it was kids playing their guitar and they would play the E note, the L note, and then the O note. And that's what makes the. Yeah, that is the, line from this yeah, song. The, the chord progression with the L note mm-hmm. is really unique for this kind of style of music. Um, I actually looked it up. It doesn't mean shit. It means hello kitties. Yeah. It's, why is it spelled ELO in all caps? Like, hello. Wouldn't that be E L L O not in all caps, though? That would be AYO. <laughs> AYO. Uh, I was surprised when this one started. And elaborate. This- uh, like I said earlier, I, this is like a very like early 70s like Brit pop song, but like heavy. It's the the beat is the Gary Glitter. Uh, it's called like the Hay song. They play it at football. They do it. It's like a glam rock pop shuffle. Yeah, they do it a lot on this album. And so I couldn't really like pinpoint how this made me feel because like it's I, I came up with a descriptor and it encompasses a lot of elements of this band and this music on this album but it's like the combination of like that kind of drum beat the sarcastic ass riff and the fucking whatever the fuck they're singing about it's the it's very nanner nanner like they're yeah. teasing me <laughs> yeah and uh, the guitar player is in his riffs is sarcastic he's nanner nannering <laughs> me and I it, it's incessant and it happens all the time <laughs> and I'm like and I'm just like stop (laughs) like i I don't know like it's it's this one you know with that beat especially it it gives off like a a marching band vibe you know like Uh i hear saying the stadium type thing which which i'm not like opposed to and the only thing that actually kind of like because this wasn't like out of the ordinary for what i've heard from cheap trick but i will say i was uh taken aback a little bit by how like um kind of aggressive the lead vocals are Especially yeah. the second, like the last, like third of the song, he's like, "You gotta scare," and he does that a few times, like in the on the that, album, like he, by he's the got third like verse, a really good, like unhinged scream. Yeah, yeah, it he's reminds always me the vocalist. Yeah, it reminds me actually of the dude from uh, uh, Sweet when yes, he goes yeah, like totally. kind of like you know really like wild like on some songs. I think stuff. so too. Yeah, um, which you know I like that. That's fine. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. This song is kind of like it's more like a to me. It's more like an, an intro than a song almost half the it's time. Very, like it's very, very repetitive. Yeah, like it's it's interesting because on their second album they have a song called "Hello There," which is kind of a similar, like an intro kind of. But but I don't know if that is has anything to do with anything. Yeah, they just like "Hello" type of intros that sound like intros. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I I wrote down that I liked the. Uh, I was surprised by kind of like the like, again, you know, like the the punkish elements that are already coming through on here with the with just the way the chorus is sung is very is very early punk. Um, but I also will not lie that when this song started for the first time, 
this probably took me like three or four listens before I got past this one. Cause this would come on and I'd be like, I don't really want to listen to this because you weren't into it. You weren't. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it. I got you. Did that change as you listened onward? Not really. Okay. Um, not quite as much as Nick. (laughs) It was funny yesterday. Nick, Nick called and I was like, Oh, I need to listen to that fucking cheap trick album again and he was like i can't believe brett's making me listen to cheap <laughs> <laughs> it's revenge for coed and cambria Fuck. except you're not allowed to lose this one max to lose oh oh yeah, to episode. lose our recording yeah oh fuck oh, yeah. i've programmed the ssd or the sd card to wipe itself after this <laughs> if it if it hears the word cheap trick it's a trigger <laughs> it's a dead man switch delete <laughs> cheap trick switch i think this is a good intro it's got a cool beat i think it's a good song interesting weird riffs i like the way he plays it it sounds like he he's like trying to play the guitar wrong yeah it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like you playing it when you were like 18 like, yeah it's, <laughs> no, like, it's, it's way better than that <laughs> is it yeah is it? he's really good it sounds the guitar like, it is sounds weird like he practiced the song for like 10 minutes before he recorded it yeah it know. no all right um while while we're on the topic of this album why did you pick this one because it's the weirdest album they did. Okay. Uh, just more to talk about. It sounded like the riffs he's playing. He's like, how can I make this more Bart Simpson? This, But <laughs> way ahead of their time. This is 15 years before Bart Simpson. Sure. 12. Can you believe that show's still fucking on? <laughs> they gotta stop. They need to stop. It's like season 35 or whatever, and everyone's like, it hasn't been good since 1992. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up. They're bringing back Futurama too, which... Not as unsuccessful. They've already done that, though. They the already thing, brought like, back Futurama. I know. <laughs> I, 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 re- I don't think they need to. Each time they bring Futurama ends is like this was so beautiful. This was the perfect ending, and then like five years later, they're like, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back. It's like so I, you, I thought it was fine when it ended originally. Yeah, yeah. You know, we still have it. It's not the thing on, that's like kind of bad about modern Futurama each time they brought it back is they always try to add really really topical stuff. Like like I remember in the first second comeback season they did susan boyle and like iphones in an episode yeah <laughs> and it's bad uh, yeah which is also what a thousand years after that stuff happened in the show anyway yeah. so it doesn't make sense yeah i guess that's the point of the show but whatever um all right daddy should have stayed in high school okay. this one shows you <laughs> this ain't your little sister's uh, power pop band <laughs> i put how many songs are we getting about high school from these 30 year olds here <laughs> but hey like dude it, wasp did it too they had us they had songs about how much being in school sucks black girls was like 36 i hate that <laughs> I hate this that. but this is a song about being a predator toward children yes yeah it's I mean, the lyrics are it's supposed to be scary the lyrics are, fucking suck i hate them <laughs> like, <they're laughs> was, like like he th- does rhyme daddy with daddy yeah this this song though i i will say um I had to look up the date because I knew it was within like a year or so, but I couldn't remember if it was before or after. But uh, this has some Van Halen vibes. Does it? Yeah, like those backing vocals sound very, those oohs sound very Ooh. Michael Anthony. All right. Can right I here. point out something? The Even though this was before Van Halen won. Yeah, main, I, I'm sure it was maybe an influence. You know, Sheep Trigger was pretty popular. It very well could be. Um, the main drum beat that plays during the... Uh, kind of it's got this weird lilt in the rhythm at it in it in like like the fourth measure did you got either of you guys notice that it's like it, there's a weird turnaround like yeah in the, in the it goes an yeah. extra like two beats or yeah, something. yeah yeah it's weird it's like the drums are like off it's time for a second a yeah it's kind of cool yeah. i like that i like the uh the break section that's a thing led zeppelin would do a lot just like 
make the riff fit a half an extra time that's just weird yeah they uh there's a whole break section that leads into the guitar solo that i think is kind of cool it's like kind of like heavy and driving and like but then like it 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 builds up to the solo really well and i like that a lot but the solo is kind of like lackluster like it's kind of and it's over really fast it's kind of a goofy solo <laughs> yeah like it's I, I like i can't it's, remember it. it it's just it's a, barely even there it's just a little underwhelming i think for like because it's a pretty big build like after that second chorus or whatever yeah. you know and then it's just kind of like it's like oh that was cool and then the solo is just kind of there and over <laughs> it's like, like oh, okay when he does like shreddy guitar stuff he's just kind of like smashing on notes yeah you know yeah you could tell he's not like a technical shreddy guy yeah i kept thinking every time they did the ooze those backing vocals that led perfectly into Ooh, it doesn't sound like that <laughs> you imagine rick nielsen and david lee roth in a band together that'd be fucking awful <laughs> they should call it rick yeah. rick roth no, Roth wouldn't go second. He wouldn't do that. He might for a legend like Rick Nielsen. For some reason, the one guy he like respects and looks up to. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> that cat's funny. That cat, that daddy-o. <laughs> Shut up, David Lee Roth. I, love I saw a video scrolling through YouTube just the other day that was like Sammy Hagar in an interview, and it was like a minute long. And the title of the video was just simply... David Lee Roth's a weird guy. <laughs> I can't just say me Hagar being like, David Lee Roth's fucking weird. He seems weird and mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was because he, he put out that autobiography. Oh, I mean, they're always they're always in and out of talking shit on each other. Oh. Like, I mean, <laughs> like through the years. I don't even know when this was from. But The only thing, um, I, I like the bass intro on this. It's kind of nasty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, there's some nastiness to the it. The bass tone goes sometimes from being like super raunch. <laughs> to like pretty like standard like pop like kind of tone but like yeah it alternates between the two i noticed that generally i like the tone of the production of the album a lot it's It's, kind of raw but kind of heavy yeah yeah i think i think production wise there's there's no problems and i think it sounds pretty good Uh yeah it's a it's a it's a very uh nice sounding album the production i will say when it when it kind of changes to accommodate what they do not necessarily on this song but on a lot of the choruses that are like going for like that kind of shiny Brit pop thing in between like the heavier stuff that they do. The, the the production fits what they're doing, but it is kind of weird when it changes. Like, cause it does that quite a bit, like in the later songs, at least I think. Like, um, would you say it does it in this song at all? No, no, not, not in this one really that I noticed uh, just, just in some, some later songs like cry, cry and shit like that. Like it's a, uh, it's just like there's a clear difference between like the chorus and like the rest you know what i mean yeah. like the way that it's uh mixed but i don't think it, it, there's ever a moment where the production doesn't like you know fit what they're trying to do like right. you know like it, it makes sense i like uh yeah just in general the production sounds really solid to me and i like yeah. the guitar tone a lot yeah yeah tonal tonally i think everything sounds pretty good i really like the vocals a lot yeah i like his, his voice is like that perfect uh power pop you know not quite like hard rock vocals he's got just enough like of that like grit and strain to it but he can also he can go very pretty or he can go like kind of unhinged yeah like that like the dude from sweet yeah like i mean it reminds me of that a lot he's got like what's the big what's the big sweet song ballroom blitz okay and the man in the back said everyone yeah yeah i've like never listened to sweet though they're 
one of the most underrated bands ever. Yeah, I love yeah. them. They, that album in particular is, is really good. They also crossed over into like heavy metal. Yeah, very much. Um, well, the next track, "Taxman Mister Thief," is the one that if I had to pick like a favorite, this would be my favorite one. Yeah, I really like that that main riff. The whole song it's has a cool this, riff. The whole song has this really cool uh, like melancholy vibe to it. Yeah, that I dig a lot. This was the first one where I really noticed I was like, oh, like on the chorus, I was like, they're trying to do a, a British pop type thing. This like, this is like a Beatles homage. Yeah, almost. yeah. Beatles like, had the song Tax Man. And um, so he in this song, they go, Tax Man, Mr. Heath. That is something from the Beatles song. Oh, uh, okay. Tax Man, Mr. Wilson. Tax Man, Mr. Heath. It's some, there were some British like, I don't know the British IRS people. At least this is some some proper thirty year old topics though, like doing <laughs> taxes or whatever. So that's okay. Aren't we all a little bit mad about having to do taxes? Yeah. And guys, you know what's bullshit? Fucking breaking your back and being enslaved. Yeah. Does he say that? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing about taxes. It's a fine line, you know, because you got to pay for your roads. You got to pay for guys getting out there fixing your electrical lines, but also. You know, it might not be allocated properly. True. Taxes don't pay for the power lines. Evergy does. We pay Evergy separately or your utility company. I thought Evergy was maintained by the state, though. I don't know. Then why do we pay them extra? I think it's a private utility company. I know Spire is the gas company. Is what? They're private. I I mean, if they're not just tax funded, then they're private. Yeah. Right? I think. I I don't know how this shit works. Don't listen to me. Anyways, fuck taxes. Fuck the government. What? (laughs) Related, my power's been out for like 28 hours now. Uh, yeah, here in in, in uh, west or eastern Kansas and western Missouri where we live, we had a huge fucking storm yesterday that knocked out power for like 170,000 people, I think it was totaled. Yeah, it was a lot. By was, the end. It was like one hour worth of storm. It was fucking severe, though. It was, <laughs> it was, it was crazy. It was a big boy. There's trees down everywhere. My, my yard is filled with like six foot long branches yeah. that just got sheared off. Fucking nuts. But yeah, pretty fun. It was. I did. I took a nap. I fell asleep during like the storm, and I woke up and I was like, "I'm a little toasty," and it's because the power was off. Makes sense. Uh, you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to go to cry, cry? Yeah. Uh, this one starts off, and I'm like thinking heavy blues song, you know, and uh, but then it gets silly. Yeah. <laughs> they they fucking they they try to turn it on its head for like a a sweet like kind of sounding chorus and it just it doesn't reach the peak that i want it to like you know like it's like i I feel like we're building to something and i'm not opposed to dynamically turning it around for the chorus or a part i get that i get the appeal of that and i like plenty of songs that do that this one just doesn't like doesn't match to me doesn't match up i don't know what it is i think it works okay this song doesn't like um I don't think it's one of the better songs on the album, but I think it works. They also try like a, like a Sabbath solo break uh-huh. style thing. <laughs> it, it's a, it's okay. I mean, like you know, I, like, I do. I actually really like that riff. The boom, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, and then my only other thing about this one is like I kept thinking every time that I listened to it, I was like, the outro goes on for like way too long. Like it, it's like it's leaving for like two straight minutes, and it's like you think they're gonna break into another chorus again but they just sort of fade out <laughs> like yeah. and you're like <laughs> and it's kind of goes away max what are your thoughts 
Uh, I had <laughs> I had to just play this one because I'm like, what did this one sound like? Yeah. Um, I don't have much to say about this one. I like the bum bottom bottom bum You like the first five seconds that you just turned on? Yeah, I like that. Good, good. I don't remember the rest of this one. I I like the A and B of it. You know, there's there's the heavy riff and then the pretty chorus and and that's just kind of what cheap trick is i think it's a i think it's a fine song yeah kind of at this point though i'm kind of like i'm like is this how brett felt listening to that dark throne album i picked (laughs) where it's because these songs sound different uh maybe how how these are these all kind of sound the same these are totally different types of songs nick would you say a lot of these songs are kind of blend together i mean some of them but I, i i think they are more just to get, they're easier to differentiate. This, Agree with me, please. This is like purposefully eclectic. Dark Throne is purposefully reclectic. Ooh, that's a is that a real thing? I don't know. You it just invented that. a word, bud. It should be. Um. Okay, I just got to the chorus. It's a good chorus. The chorus loses me on this one. You know, I do like this chorus actually. Here's some live updates for everybody. <laughs> live listening. <laughs> All right. Stand by. Mm-hmm. Stand by for the part after the chorus. That's my favorite. All right, guys, let's stand by. <laughs> the guitar thing after that okay guys hold on yeah this is going on for a while it's a whole song it's the whole song okay all right so uh uh oh candy candy is the next one i I like this one a lot how many comma songs do we need in a row but there are a lot of commas i didn't even (laughs) notice three in a row tax man comma mr thief cry comma cry oh comma candy they're really into clauses yeah uh this one independent and independent so i'm gonna say some nice stuff here um uh i think that you know after listening to this one for a while this one was always um for my first couple listens i didn't really remember it too much Mm -hmm. and then as i kind of started to deep dive and really pay attention more uh, i think this is my favorite song it's like i I, i'm up there with you yeah i think lyrically like um, i looked into it a bit and like it's it's got like a sad background kind of thing and I think that that actually helped a lot because it doesn't sound like they're, you know, running around school trying to cause mischief and like, <laughs> and it's like, I am, but, but like, it's, um, it's not just the subject matter, but I mean, I really feel like th- this song in the delivery of like the music and the vocals, like it sounds to me like the most like kind of like honest song on the album. Like they're not really going for like a shtick. This one uh, really feels like, um, this one feels like the song that would play like in a movie yeah and i i guess for, uh, for I, the listener it's a song about one of their friends that committed committed suicide, suicide yeah and uh and it's very like open about what it's about <laughs> like yeah. lyrically you know and uh i don't know i just I, I just appreciated that like beyond even before i knew like what it was about it was just kind of like i was like oh this one's a little different you know and like it doesn't like grab your attention like the goofy shit does and yeah. some of the other songs but i kind of like that like you know i i don't know i think it's the most um surrenders kind of like that too this is like the most well realized because like none of these songs sound like i don't know they're not like hit song they don't sound like hit songs they're all kind of weird and yeah and different this is the most one that sounds like it could be like a radio song yeah this album I think. Well, that's what I mean. this one and i don't know if that i mean that in a good or bad way but this song just feels like the most mature songwriting it reminded mm-hmm. me the most like to the sound of like surrender or something like that yeah where it's like you know surrender's not really like a goofy song you know i mean like it's i don't know like it, it it's it's goofy it's kind of goofy surrender's about like 
uh, STDs. Well, it's about stupid shit, yeah. But I mean, I just assume that with most of these. But can I ask you, <laughs> you two, a question? Because you're a little more versed in like '70s uh, rock than I am. Because um, a lot of a lot of my experience with like '70s uh, rock music is on the like the prog side, where things are kind of weirder. Is this like is the tone in in songwriting of this? Is this like kind of like heavier than stuff from this material? Or how does this compare to like what else was big this, at the time? This is this would be as heavy as like a punk album. So this is like a Ramones level heaviness. I'd yeah, say. yeah. Okay. Which was heavy for the time. So not, like, but like, like this, this stuff on the radio, people not quite, were kind it wasn't of, like Black Sabbath level, like yeah. that type of thing. There's like Black Sabbath and Judas Priest. This is probably more in line with like Kiss and Aerosmith yeah. and, and Ramones. Somewhere yeah. in between those. Okay. I also just had but to say But this is hard. This is heavy music. You're, that's what I meant. Like compared to, you know, like, uh, I guess I don't really know what Kiss was putting out around this time or like Aerosmith. This would have been like Destroyer. Most popular stuff. They put out um, Destroyer, I think. Probably, or like, Detroit Rock City. Is that on Destroyer? Yeah, yeah. I thought Time of the Oath was in the 80s. Huh? The Kiss album, Time of the Oath. Is that not what it's called? What's the funny one? <laughs> music from the Elder? Yeah, Music from the that's, Elder. That's like 80, 81, something like that. That was good shit. <laughs> that's a good album. That's like I'm just a boy. My kiss experience is really funny because it's like it's I've the listened, most backwards anyone. I've listened ever. to music from the elder, and then what's the one with uh, Heavens on Fire? Oh, I don't know, some eighties. That's um uh, starts with a C. Animalize. Animalize. <laughs> Heavens on Fire is not Animalize. No, that is yeah. Heavens on Fire is on Animalize. Yeah, I'm thinking of, like the, I'm thinking of uh, Asylum, which is uh, has tears are falling on it. Those are like the two Kiss albums. Oh, tears of falling. <laughs> his outfit in that video is the shit. Eighties Kiss was. He's fun. got like those like green gloves that like go past his shoulder, his Fuck fucking yeah. elbows and shit. That's cool. awesome. They're in like a fucking weird like fern gully garden. <laughs> that one. Okay, that that does help me help help me place kind of you know what else was was going on at the time that wasn't you know Black That's, Sabbath or Rush. So for the time to blend like. This would be really in line with like the Who or something to blend like this hard rock music guitar wise with this Beatles esque kind of pop. The Who is a good like comparison, I think. And really, I think the Ramones too, because they were in line. Well, they straight to... ripped the Ramones later, so yeah. Kinda. What Ramones album would have been out in '77? They'd be on like album five by now. Yeah, they'd be. Yeah. <laughs> they'd. They broke it. They'd, they'd, they'd have said their farewells. I think three. They would have had three. The first one was seventy five, I think. Yeah, and then but then Rocket to Russia and Leave Home were in the same year. Yeah, <laughs> like the next year. So yeah, they would have had three out because then Road to Ruin was seventy eight. That was four, like right after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they would have had three records out. I think. What was the one that we did? What was that one called? We did uh, Halfway to Sanity. Yeah, that was a good album. I liked how much you guys liked that one. I liked that one a lot. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was, uh, a, that was a unreleased episode from Musical Squares. Oh, yeah, we didn't release that one. Yeah. I think that was the last one we recorded. I think it was, too, yeah. If those are any good, we should use them as, uh, like, Patreon That'd be stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I just have to go through. I still have the files. just have to go through and edit it. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh Candy's a, it's a good song. Um, I, I did have one thing to say about the, the intro on this one, because the bass is playing, like, some chords, you know? And I'm like, oh, he's doing some... Blink-182 Mark Hoppus shit on this fucking <laughs> one. It sounds like that. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, this is where Hoppus got it from. Must be. Yeah. One of the greatest pa- the fam- Other of famous time. power pop band. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I was hoping he'd come in with the vocals and just fucking have like 
the fucking dumbass like it, Tom DeLonge fucking no, accent. No. Yeah. <laughs> it would make sense for the pop punk bands to really fucking love Cheap Trick. Total sense. Yeah. Because they're dumb too. And it's like. It, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <now. laughs> but we got to go to it's the albums fucking. like this where I'm always like, God, I fucking hate fun and music. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I feel this album also kind of, this is kind of a side tangent, but it, it, tonally feels kind of grungish to me like the sarcasm like or at least kind of 90s y i'm looking at you right now by the way and i want you to flip your baseball cap up really bad why so you can look like rick nielsen (laughs) 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 well hey kitties you're gonna cut that is probably how you fucking sound he probably sounds like fucking barney i hate him who wants to hear some rock oh to hear you scream (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) all right what was i saying oh anyways i i feel like they're like sarcasm and kind of like gritty grittiness feels kind of 90 it it, it it's got like a 90s edge to me yeah i could see yeah that. definitely like a yeah. Nir- nirvana would be into this you know yeah i could see that um the next one though i like this one because it's fucking heavy this is a rock and riff yeah i was like yeah okay they they like 50s rock too <laughs> yeah i'm like okay <laughs> they like 50s rock so, so detractive you, you play it fast and with distortion and it becomes cool i can't help it <laughs> I'm, I'm just it's the same thing uh motorhead did yeah but like that was cool <laughs> what's the difference they didn't have funny hats yeah they don't have propeller hats and fucking whatever <laughs> the fuck else get over the hats <laughs> i hate it i can't this is pretty close to a motorhead that, that is why they stopped putting that guy on the front covers after this though <laughs> because people like me just like shut up stop <laughs> you know what actually if you told me that like if tank covered this song and you told me this is just a tank song i'd be like it sounds like tank i will say i i do think that this has like the most like uh i don't know like enthusiastic vocal performance in it uh-huh. i think f- which is not to say that like the vocals aren't enthusiastic on other songs i just feel like it's it's more present on this one this um, one this is a very energetic song in general this one is honestly almost like a, a proto heavy metal song to me yeah yeah it's very like kind of what it, the early the early like bands were doing. It would sound like an early Motorhead song. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a Motorhead song. Something off like Bomber or something like that. Like this, um, this is I think some of the best guitar playing on the album. And I know you hate the guitar playing on the album because of his hat. But it's like fast but, and frenetic. But like I, I, I have, he's I have really sloppy and precise. And he's com- really good at at doing rhythms and leads at the same time, like filling two roles in the band. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like I. I I haven't we haven't gotten to the point in the album where I feel like his guitar playing is actually like not great but (laughs) 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 But, like up to this it's like completely competent I think he's really good there's a couple songs I'm like dude you wrote this fucking right before you recorded like (laughs) that's that's just the kind of shit he writes he doesn't he's not just making it up oh I want to sound like I fucking don't know what I'm doing there's probably some improvisation yeah I want to sound like I don't know what I'm doing yeah you listen, Nick. You are a big fan of Hellhammer and Celtic Frost. I don't think they're good. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, have you ever heard? I don't know. If, I, I don't, don't think Johnny Ramone's a good guitar player either. Hang on, like, Celtic Frost got good. Celtic Frost got good. Yeah, they yeah. got really good. Yeah, um, it's actually kind of like incredible how much better they are. Do you know? You know, on Children of Bodom's um, uh, "Follow the Reaper," the last song, "Kissing the Shadows," was written in like half an hour because. They needed another song to put on the album. Yeah, always. cool. I always thought that was fun. It's, a good it's like song. my favorite song on the album. It is a really good. And song. it was how, just a last minute. How was that related to anything? Because uh, he just said it sounded like he wrote these riffs like as he was walking in the door. Oh, I see. 
I got you. Yeah. Paranoid is that from from Black Yeah, Paranoid Sabbath. was like make us a radio hit and they were like fuck you, here you go. No, I think it was just fill they up needed fill up song. two more minutes in this album. Yeah. Um Oh, I, Nick, I do think Johnny Ramone's a pretty good guitar player at what he does. Yeah, sure. Yeah. At what he does. But you don't like I don't Nick know Nielsen. what Rick Nielsen does and he's not good at it. You don't know what he does. <laughs> you hear him what he does. Yeah. I mean, he's been fine. He's had some. He rocks. He's had some not great solos so far. <laughs> he's <laughs> so, not. He's not like a great solo player. He's not like a great guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> you don't get it though. He's not like good at guitar. Speak now, or forever hold your peace. Do you know this is a cover. No, this Who's is it? a cover. Put, this is where it starts. I put. It sounds like he's literally just fucking around in the intro. Like he's just. <laughs> it fucking gets into like i the, the the marching band drums like come back in like you know and and i don't know i i really feel like he is writing the guitar riff as he goes on this one like yeah you, right. you get he didn't you, even write this riff you gotta certainly who wrote, who wrote this this song? is a guy named terry reed so he's a high profile um english rock vocalist and guitarist um i I think I know who you're talking about. He's often like a supporting act session, session musician. Let me see. Let me see your computer here. Who did he play with? So this is a cover or is it just a song that this guy wrote for them? It says it's a cover. Okay. Let's see. Which, I mean, this sounds like every other, not every other song on the album, but this sounds very much in line. I kind of wrote that it's, it's an okay kind of bluesy-ish tone to it, but it's again like, I'm like, you know, you know. I think I remember this Terry Reed guy because he almost joined Led Zeppelin or something instead of uh, Robert Plant. It was one of those kind of things. Like he was almost in some really big band. But anyways, I think the vocals on this track are really good. Yeah, I. Um, there's a part in this in the riff when the the guitar. It's not the intro riff, but it's right after that. It reminds me of um, like an, a certain early Scorpion song, and I couldn't remember which one it was, but. It's got like an early Scorpions kind of vibe. I I feel like you know once they have like a minute left, it actually kicks into a song, and like and it's like you it, know it, it, I don't know it, like when it kind of explodes, and I enjoy that like last minute, uh, but this song like really tests my patience, and I I really feel like he's just fucking writing the riff as he goes, and I'm like I'm like like just you got to sort that out beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't think it's that I I like that style because it sounds like he's going back and forth between uh rhythm playing and like improvising leads. And I think it sounds pretty good in my opinion. Yeah, nothing about the guitar playing like came came across to me as like I like professional or I like the way he's like intertwining with the vocals while playing rhythm. I think that's actually a really impressive thing to do. As it pisses me off, I'll tell you what. And it makes me go Rick Nielsen, f- figure out what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> would you are you not a fan of like blues improv kind of guitar playing? I've talked about this before. Um when it comes to improving and playing, I much prefer to be doing it than listening to it uh-huh and this and I'm, and that's beside the point that like this to me in my head a cheap trick record is not the place for that like it's just <laughs> like it's just not you know and like and, and i mean you know it's their first record they're not fully realized yet you know i get that 
but like it just has having that tone in it i'm like it's not the place it's it's not it's not to me and i'm like it i don't know what's the place a blues record yeah to uh they're doing their interpretation of a blues record yeah it's bad to uh to break up all this tension (laughs) did you guys know it's not tension i'm just fucking around i mean but like no i just be like it i don't know it just sounds lazy to me i i don't know i just i it it, the guitar just always bothered me whenever the song came on i was like i don't know i understand i disagree the second half of this album starting with uh hot love and ending with the ballad of tv violence um that is the band's original order really yeah the second five songs are supposed to be the first five interesting yeah says it was when it was reissued in 1998 that was the sequence used because it's preferred here's a you'll find this funny nick there's no side a and side b there's side a and side one because they have no b material now that's good stop that's pretty good (laughs) rick figure out what you do (laughs) (laughs) um this next one is about brett he's oh no this is the the ramones rip song i'm quite prudish yeah it is yeah (laughs) it it either is or it's just this is ramones as fuck yeah this is super ramones or or the chorus uh, the chorus is another fucking nanner nanner thing and fucking it it, they literally laugh at you at the end of it and i'm like (laughs) they're not laughing at you nick why are you taking this so personal? <laughs> yeah, so I feel like okay. cheap, cheap, cheap tricks out to get me. It is it is either a Ramones uh, take or it just is a riff that sounds like what the Ramones are also doing. It's not like a hard riff to come up with. True, but it's but it's so different from like everything else on the album. I don't really think so. It sounds like all the other like kind of harder riffs on the album to me. I don't know. It 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 definitely it stuck out to me. It sticks out because it it's the KKK took my baby away. Yeah, it's true. You just recognize it. I don't think it's like wrong for this album or mm. different. KKK took my baby away. It's just like you know a better song. I think <laughs> <laughs> this was the one where I this this was the one too. This guitar riff is the one where I was like, it sounds a lot like the Clash as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's punkish. Mm-hmm. It is bizarre how much this band sounds British, but they're the quintessential American power pop rockers. There are good old-fashioned Midwestern boys. They're they're Beatles worshippers. They're doing Beatles voices. And you know, I've heard quite a few Beatles songs. And uh, <laughs> is that sarcasm? No, they're like if robot I've heard chi- them. They're like You've if Robot them. Chicken was a band. Like it's fucking. I don't know. Max, what? This is this is a dick move. This is gatekeeping. But can you name five Beatles songs? Uh, probably. Okay, you've got uh, Sergeant Pepper. Is that a song? It's an album. Is it a song though? Uh, okay, you got Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. That's a song. I'd give you Sergeant Pepper if you can name the whole song. The Lonely Hearts Band. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll give it to you. What was the big song that was on uh, the uh, the White Album? Well, you're gonna have to name it. You can't ask us what the song is. <laughs> <laughs> He's what, so what? heavy. She's so heavy. That's the big song. I know that one because Typo That's covered it. All right, that is a song. Um, this is actually shockingly hard. Oh, f- hey Jude. All right. That's one. Now there's one that's almost the same as the one that we talked about earlier on this album. Well, what song was it? Tell me what it's called. No. I don't know. I don't know two others. Tax Yellow Man. Submarine. Yellow Submarine. There you go. You did it. Okay. That was hard. That's all right. Hey, not everybody knows everything, and I understand that, and I respect you for playing that game. Thank you. Um, the next one, Mandicello. Oh, I like yeah. this one a lot. This is my favorite. Yeah. Um, See, if anything, this one doesn't fit on the album, but it's wonderful. This one makes me think of Rush 
mostly because the out the song title Manicello makes me think of um what's the rush song that's on the the madrigal yeah this uh it just makes me think of it. this could be stylistically sort of something like that they would do on fly by night i can hear just this kind on of fly nice, by night or like the self-titled maybe yeah just kind of a nice ballad i don't know if you call it a ballad but i too like this song you like, like this song yeah i like this one um it almost feels like like when the bass first comes in they're almost like going for like a motown thing All like right. you know like it's kind of like, like you that. can hear the the clang on the bass on this one the clang on it yeah what do you mean you can hear the strings slapping are you sure you're not hearing the acoustic that's following the bass in the background because that adds that kind of like tinge twang to it at the end almost. i honestly can't tell because like i'll be honest the acoustic guitar following exactly what the bass does kind of bugged me in the verses it's kind of a weird choice i like it i think <laughs> it's a good i think it's a good tone sometimes he bends the note and have it, you considered like, it up <laughs> have you considered the bass is following the acoustic guitar it's the bass line before the acoustic starts either way doing the same thing either way it's a nice groovy part yeah. yeah, I think that um, when the uh, the chorus kind of comes in, um, I'm glad that the acoustic does something different than what the bass is doing. But the chorus is is a little. It's kind of like uh, was the other one we just talked about a bit ago, where I was like, oh, I kind of like these verses and pre-choruses. Chorus is like a little thing in cry cry. Yeah, maybe cry cry, but it's like the chorus is a little like kind of safeish and obvious to me. I don't know. The chorus is, but then there's like, I don't know what you call it, the bridge or something afterwards. Very dreamy part. Yeah. You can go down slowly like the sun. I just wrote the lyrics, but that is my favorite part on the album where it's that melody just feels really like kind of powerful and melancholy. Yeah. Yeah. I love like the end of this song. Yeah. I just feel like, cause I like, cause I actually enjoy the verses and the pre-chorus setup of this song so much that the chorus just comes off a little weak to me, but everything else is like pretty cool besides the end when he's fucking around on the acoustic a bit too much and again i'm like i'm like dude figure out what you do man i don't know (laughs) but but like he knows what he does you just don't like it it's like he's trying to find the ending like like while they're going he's (laughs) he's playing the guitar like it's a style it's a stylistic choice he knows what he's doing he's just doing it like uh, uh i don't know tastefully improvising He's like trying to be someone who like doesn't really know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's what that's <laughs> I'm <like>. sorry. <laughs> I got it out for Rick Nielsen. You do. And I think you always have. I don't think this is new. Subconsciously. It's like, really funny how like like remember how much you have it out for. Him. Remember <laughs> it's those It's not like I'm like really reaching though. It's like these are just things that like genuinely put me. Remember those posters that are like all the famous guitars like Jimi Hendrix's Stratocaster and then it's like I don't know Paul uh, uh, Paul McCartney's bass and then like then it'd be like Rick Nielsen's like chicken guitar <laughs> I fucking hate that it's like a, just, it is like is he with those guys I'm like you're making a mockery <laughs> of everything uh, anyways what do you think of this song Max I already said I like this one a lot okay I didn't know if you had anything else yeah this one this, would probably if I had to pick what favorite this would maybe be it cause I like when this album uh, turns the dial from like like makes it like neener neener to sad kind of melancholy yeah a little bittersweet i think that this is a i i really like this as like quote unquote the ballad i think this is what ballads should be like like it's yeah. not necessarily like a sappy love song it's just a very pretty turned it down a little bit you know like yeah just an interesting kind of break 
Yeah, I like I like this one in O Candy the the most on the album. Yeah. Like pretty easily, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um Ballad of T V Violence. I can't ever remember this one. Um I'm listening to it right now and I remember it. This one is like But it, this one kind of sounds like a I don't I don't know. It, it's just like a it's like a seventies rock song. They <laughs> It is. <laughs> <laughs> By definition. All seventies rock songs sound like the same to you. Uh, it, there, so so there's like a lot of, I'd say, good ideas on this album. But they frequently find ways to Are we overalling? No, I, I mean this is to do with this song. Um but they just they frequently find ways to make me not like whatever the fuck they're doing <laughs> right now. Like why is the guitar just doing what the vocals do in the verses and the choruses of the song? Like I can't, it's like they can't help but nanner nanner me at this point. Like I, it's not to you, Nick. To, it's not to you. They're doing it to me, and the, and the break. Like I like the break lines. Like um, there's something good about the guitar on this one. Like there's these break lines with like uh the the where he does little leads uh-huh. that I think are pretty cool. Um, and they they bring it back like you know for a bit, but like just doing the vocal line or like the vocals following the guitar because the vocals do the vocals before the guitar comes in and then he's just doing what he does and it's just like it's incessantly fucking round and round like and i'm like stop like <laughs> uh, like I, I don't know like they do you hate all nanner nanner kind of music is there any nanner nanner kind of music that you like i can't think of one no but i can't think of a worse offender of, than uh, cheap trick the most nanner nanner is uh you know that led zeppelin song living loving you're just a woman. That's the original. It's that at the end. That that little coda that makes you go like shut up. I think um back then that back then that was so fucking heavy though. Literally that people were like, holy shit. Now we're like, shut the fuck up. If it sounds like if it sounds like a fucking like wagging their finger at me, like I don't fucking like it. Like Ted Nugent free for all, that's nanner nanner. That's kind of more rolling. That that sounds like, you know, yeah. like like a, like if you sped it up, it'd be a speed metal riff or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, sure. That's just budgie. Yeah, <laughs> red fan. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean it, they um, yeah, with the the lead lines like in the the break, I I kind of like that, and they they hit it pretty hard at the end, which is fun. But yeah, there's just like certain elements of like you know this song. It kind of encapsulates the whole thing where it's like. There's like some parts that I feel like have some promise and I totally get what they're going for. And I, I fully admit that like, it's unique and I'm glad that it's like around, you know, sure. like I, I am, it just like, it just doesn't like, it doesn't connect with me. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. It like, and, and it sometimes, like I said, I feel personally attacked, you know, <laughs> like, you're glad the song is here. I'm glad but, it's here, but you don't like for it for the people who want it. I, uh, I like this song more so just in the attitude that it is like it's just a really aggressive song for the album you know like he he's really kind of maniacal. it is one of the more uh, more aggressive ones i mean there there are a couple that are that reach kind of similar yeah peaks i think so. this song is about a serial killer yeah that it's lyrically the most like uh like he's just directly talking about like killing people yeah it reminded it lyric it kind of reminded me of that uh was the zombie song we both liked Oh, um, the my hands yeah. won't stop shaking. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Butcher's uh, Tale, nineteen fourteen, yeah, and I was like, "This is what the band the Zombies <laughs> should sound like." Creepy carnival shit. Yeah. <laughs> this one, um, like I don't know. This song to me is 
it's also one of the more like punk songs to me on this album it's just uh i don't know just feels the most like spirited and kind of aggressive in that punk way yeah i get that what do you guys think about the claim that he's not the only boy that he's not the only boy is that do you think there's other do you think there's other boys i'm a boy okay so that okay so then he is probably he's probably telling the truth because that's just something i've been thinking about a lot yeah i know well i know i'm a boy i know my i have a dog who's a boy yeah but I, then again i wasn't around at this time that's true so he could have been he could have been the only boy google 1977 boy. 1977 boys. boys all right let's find out is this are you always gonna have a laptop in your lap now <laughs> i might not this has been pretty distracting You're getting into laptops i see you over there like wikipedia searching serial killers Oh, no, I was looking up the guy that the song is about. I know, but <laughs> you're still just like scrolling through Wikipedia pages while we're talking. It's fine. It's fine. It's been pretty bad. Do you share that computer with your wife? Yeah, we bought it. We bought it for uh, mostly her, but so that I could use it too for uh, things like, like this. So it's easier to look at my notes and stuff than on my phone. That's nice. You want to go to OTs? What's that? Overall oh, yeah. Thoughts? Overall thoughts for sure. Yeah. So... Uh, we're going to go around, give our overall thoughts, and we're going to end each with a score from 1 to 100, find a, uh, what do you call it, an average between those three, and then place it into our master ranking list to see how it stands up in the grand scheme of music. Uh, Max, you go first. Well, Nick's over there texting. Hmm? Nick's over there texting. Who are you texting? I'm not texting. What are you doing? I was adding my overall thoughts. Sure. I was. Um, <laughs> my overall, yes. overall, my OTs. Um First of all, didn't really care for this. Not really something I enjoyed too much. Um, I didn't think any of it was bad. Um, I didn't think any of it was personally out to attack me with neener neeners. Um, I I will say I really liked most of the instrumentation. I liked the drumming a lot. He's solid. I thought it was some good fun drumming. I liked the vocals a lot. He's I like, great. I like the guitar tone. He's underrated tone. as a singer too. He's got a good voice. He really does. I like the guitar tone a lot. I like the bass tone a lot. I like the bass playing a lot. But all of the music was just like, uh, I didn't really care, you know? And uh, it was kind of a bummer because, like I said, I really, I remembered really liking uh, the one that Surrender's on. What was Heaven Tonight? Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that one. So it was kind they, of a bummer. They streamlined things. I don't think this is their best album. I just think it's the most interesting. You know, Heaven Tonight is is a handful of radio songs that everyone knows already. And then like a few other really good songs but these Song are polished. these are all over the place yeah this is a, this is a weird kind of eclectic album like i said earlier it's acd acdc the clash and i don't remember what else i said but it was accurate according to you i agreed i gave it my stamp um you know i said earlier this is a little hard for me to like commit time to as well um and i felt kind of bad because i was like brett really likes this one i, I really want to give this it's it's that's due fair attention. i didn't I didn't expect you to love it or even, you know, I didn't know if you'd like it or not, but yeah, but I still I knew wanted it's to give interesting it a full... enough to speak on. If I had to give it a rating between zero and a hundred, between zero out of 100, one and a hundred, we don't do zeros. Yeah. Brett made that law yeah. with Brett Michaels. Bullshit. Thanks, for, every thanks time. for bringing that law into question. Brett Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> probably the only That's time it would ever come into question. Brett Michaels versus the ranking of it's the, it's the legal case the if precedent. i had to give this a rating let's see i haven't thought about this till today i think i'd give it like a like a 63 or something that's not bad we're like you know 
It's good, but I just don't find it very interesting or compelling. All right. I feel you. Uh, so for mine, I had, you know, as I kind of mentioned up top, um, if the thing with Cheap Trick is that they are trying to, like, combine somewhat, like, raunchy guitar music with the more traditional pop rock of, like, the 60s, then if that's the case, I kind of finally get it and why they're, like, unique and important. You know, like, yeah. I mean, like that, that totally makes sense. And I was like, oh, they have like an identity of like what they do. And I kind of, I respect that, you know, I really yes. do. And, um, but I don't really know. I just don't really like, like it, you know, like, sure. I don't know. it's, it's just not, it's just not for me. And like I said, it's kind of like, uh, you know, grown men openly choosing to have schoolyard humor, you know, and like, <laughs> it's just not but in a sarcastic way. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that to me like kind of infects like the everything from like you know the song structures the lyric like choices like everything and and cheap trick is always to me like you know with the the attitude has always exuded kind of this this ignorant immaturity <laughs> that i don't like and and i guess i'm an old funny daddy i because, think you don't get the joke or yeah. you i mean you don't like the joke. I don't like it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. They're not just doing neener neener being little kids. It. It's like, it's supposed to be like unsettlingly weird. It's not weird. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't like it. And I guess I'm an old funny daddy because I just don't, I fucking hate it. And I don't like that. Like, and like that, that aspect just, and Rick, figure out what you do. Fucking, I don't know. Overall, like, I think they can, they can write a, a good song and and they definitely have their own sound that goes a long way honestly for me like you know towards being commendable but like at the end of the day this album just doesn't really do much for me sort of in the same way that max does but they nanner nanner me sometimes so it makes me mad and i'm like but i really do respect them as a band and like for being like a unique voice and i know how much uh respect that you have for them brett and that and that goes a long way for me as well and uh, so I actually landed on a, uh, oh wait, uh, Don't Support Plagiarism, Arcade Fire, Ripped Off Dreamer. And uh, uh, I gave it a 62 um, just for, you know, being a unique piece of work, even if it's not for me, like, you know, I can, I can see the value in it. All right. Okay. So I picked this album because it's very unique, even though Max doesn't think so, thinks it sounds like everything else that happened in the 70s. Actually, nothing else sounds like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's unique, not only to their own discography, which, like I said, I mean, the first like five albums are all really solid, but this is the weirdest and most like unhinged sounding one. This is the one that actually has like a punk vibe. Yeah. The rest of them don't. Like they really cleaned it up. Yeah. Um, uh, but also just out of the 70s, it's kind of a combination of a lot of different things that you don't see a lot of. And I think it kind of predates a lot of like alternative music that did similar kind of yeah I'll, I'll give it that in the way that it's it's a uh, kind for of the, for the time it came out and the stuff that it was trying to combine like sound wise it's pretty forward thinking for that. yeah there's kind of a proto new wave or a proto grunge or proto you know whatever you want to call it it, it there wasn't a lot like this especially at this time yeah um, and it was like a couple scenes ahead of that you know yeah. like you know and kind of out of the mid midwest you know just out of the bar scene, which is interesting. Um, I really like their sense of humor. It's stupid, but like, that's, what's fun. They're kind of like self-aware that it's fun, uh, you know, and they're, they're weird and I like it. Um, what else? Yeah. I think the guitar is great. 
I think the vocals are great. Um, I think those two really stand out, and the rhythm section is just super solid. You mm-hmm. know, there's nothing wrong with them, and when they do stand out, it's for good reasons. Um, and let's see, yeah, the I don't think, like I said, this is is not my favorite album of theirs. I don't think this. You can tell this album. Maybe they were trying for a pop hit or two with um, Oh Candy or whatever. I think the choruses are very like radio friendly for the most yeah, part. They are, but then the there's not a there aren't a lot of songs that by themselves are like this is just like a yeah, radio standard they hadn't song. cracked the formula yet no, yeah or or they were just trying to you know what i mean like they were still weird they still had a lot of weirdness on this they didn't have a uh i want you to want me yeah you know and i like that about this album in that it stands as a unit a really good album even though there's not like a hit song on it i i i really appreciate that from this um but I give it an 89. Yeah. 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 Pretty, pretty high score uh, from this guy. I think my favorite album is the second one though in color. You guys should listen to that. Even if you don't like it. I think I've heard most of that one from you. Yeah. Okay. So you gave it an 89. That puts it at a 71.3 total. Let's see where that ranks it. What the fuck just happened? (laughs) Did you delete everything? Oh my God. No, I thought I did. It took me to like Z 42. Holy shit. That scared me. (laughs) You can always control Z. That's very true. Okay, let's see where that puts us. That would put it quite low, actually. Wow! Same score as Dark Throne, 71.3. Puts it at number 17. Out of how many? We have done 23. All right. Yeah, 23 albums at this point. Still pretty good score for being that low on the list. That is. (laughs) I feel like we need more stinkers, like just albums that none of us like. Brett Michaels got more stuff. (laughs) <laughs> well what's interesting too is uh it's just the, the bottom like five it's just brett michaels his 2000s records. input i have um coheed and edge of sanity on here twice because technically we did them twice and even though we lost those episodes i have the scores we gave them because huh. i wrote it down while we were talking uh-huh. um and those it goes and <laughs> it goes edge of sanity 19 edge of sanity 20 Coheed 21, Coheed 22. <laughs> is it because we changed our scores? It's because we changed our scores and because Chris was here too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he factored into that too. We should probably just go with the second scores. Yeah. Yeah, but I like having those old ones. It's fun to keep them. Put a little asterisk by them or something. They have it. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's good. He's figured out what he's doing. <laughs> you made me feel real bad last time, so I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to be better about this. <laughs> Well, it was just funny because that episode, <laughs> Brett was like, figure out what you do. Yeah. I was like, I really need to. I really no, every, don't take his hat. Because every episode you were like, okay, it's this score. And, and, and I'm like, Brett wait, 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 always asks, where's that put it in the grand scheme of music? And you'd say something and then inevitably two minutes later say, no, actually, it puts it here. <laughs> wait, like, wait, 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 every wait. single time. Google Sheets is hard to use. <laughs> Google Sheets is so easy. And Brett was like, figure it out. <laughs> Sorry, Max. You do great work. You do more work than any of us. Speaking of, of, of work, it's time to get to work. On our next pick? Yeah, and help me pick which one. I've got two choices. No, 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 no. We can't help you pick. Well, okay. Here's what I will offer. Flip a coin. I can't do that. I can't flip a coin. Why don't you just pick so, one? I've picked here. Well, okay. Well, first of all, I have picked nothing past New Millennium. Um, so I'm going to do that purposefully this time. I want to pick something that came out 
post 2000. Um, I've picked a lot of post 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I've. Sorry for my snots. I'm, I'm dying from allergies. <laughs> um, but I have also picked uh, metal almost every single time because that's most of what I listen to. So what I'm torn between now is do I want to pick something um, metal that I really love and really want to share with you guys or do I pick something uh, completely different? Different. Um, Let's go something want, different. You guys want something totally different? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Is it Mongo Jerry? It's not Mongo Jerry. <laughs> okay. Um, um, you wait till next time. No, I'm just kidding. It, it, we are overdue. I don't... We'll put Mongo on the next <clears throat> fourth... Uh, <laughs> the next fourth pick. I like that. Um, I don't see a world where you guys could guess this, but I'll still give hints. This is a uh, a New Zealand midi pop slash vaporwave artist. Yeah, I got, uh, I got no fucking idea, man. Um, I included a song... Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Um, I included a song on uh, when I used to do those mini episodes. Yeah. I included one song that was the title track to the record. I did listen to oh, those. Wow. <laughs> I, liked your, I liked your mini episodes. Um, oh, I yeah, did those, listen those to those. Good. And I'm actually... Refer- I listened to those. <laughs> I did like them. I liked listening to them. It was like it was like radio. It was like a radio show that I cared about. Maybe I, I'll bring them back for like, <laughs> like once I, a month or something. I listened to one or two. I thought they were cool, but I I didn't listen to like all of them. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Um, I actually do remember you describing that exact thing, mm-hmm. but I don't remember the artist's name, and I'm not going to remember it unless I just look. Well, it's <laughs> um, he goes by Eyeliner. Okay, and this is the 2020 album Drop Shadow. Okay. It is a nitty pop vaporwave. It's like, I don't know, it's like synth pop that's made entirely with like MIDI keyboards. Okay. All right. Cool. So Something that's different. what we're going to do. Eyeliner. Drop Shadow. Drop Shadow by Eyeliner. Cool. I've never listened to anything vaporwave other than like a random song. So like uh, this will be a new experience for me to listen to a whole album. And this is vaporwave where it's... Vaporwave is like 80s chic. Yeah. And, and a lot of vaporwave is... Um, kind of falls under the genre tag of plunder phonics where it's <laughs> no yes plunder phonics is, is is sampled heavily sampled music <laughs> okay that's the term for it plunder phonics um but eyeliner is one of the ones where it's it's original music not are just, these guys more in the glip glop style or is this i would say they deeply boop they bloop loops i would say this is more like um flump flomp great okay bye <laughs> yeah we'll listen to that uh uh yeah everyone also check out uh uh none of my friends like comics podcast about comic books that we do nick talks about books that have pictures in them yeah yep okay we'll see you next time bye bye hey freaks thanks for listening to now listen to this if you like what you hear you can follow and interact with us on facebook and twitter at now listen to this or you can shoot us an email at now listen to this podcast at gmail.com We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions, and we're always open to album picks from our listeners. Leave us a rating on your podcast player of choice, Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever. It really helps. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.